Hey, this is Keegs. This is Nick. From Here's a Podcast You're Happy Now. We want to welcome you to episode 63. Um, before we get into our episode today, we have to issue like a little bit of an apology. Um, well, actually not a little bit. We just have to issue an apology for something a we did last apology. week. A real apology. Real apology. Yeah, we, um, we had a great time talking about our cereal bracket last week. Um, and uh, it's something that I had seen on Instagram, an Instagram story of a friend of mine, like from elementary school. He's a great guy. And I wrote it down because I thought it was cool and kind of in the back of my head had like, oh, it's kind of funny because I just took it from Instagram and thought we'd share it and kind of joked about it on the pod and then kind of joked about it in my Instagram story of like, yeah, we're kind of stealing the cereal bracket and going over it um, without actually taking a second to think about the fact that like we actually were stealing it and we didn't ask for permission. Um, and that was super uncool of me and um, should have definitely thought, definitely should have thought about that a lot more um, and just it was a mistake we made out of excitement rather than malice. We were just kind of pumped to talk about this. And it was a really awesome bracket that spurred a lot of discussion with between us and with people who listen to the pod. Um, but the fact that we didn't ask for permission before using it was like pretty messed up on our part. Um, and the um, classmate hit me up and just kind of, we talked about it and want to thank him for being like an awesome sport. doesn't want us to delete the episode or anything like that. Um, was glad that we talked about it, um, but was we should have given him credit. Um, and so we'll be, every time we're using it, we'll be crediting um, him with that and we'll make sure to kind of do that going forward. Definitely a valuable lesson for us, but it was not our intention to, to do that. We are not people who pride ourselves on taking other people's content or um, make light of that since we know how much work goes into this podcast and into the blog behind it and into the posts that Nick does. And so uh, it wasn't fair of us to not treat, you know, the bracket um, that my friend put together the same way. Um, so if you're looking for awesome brackets, hit up at the real Joe Reed at real Joe Reed on Instagram. Um, he puts this stuff together. It's awesome. Um, he did like a candy bracket as well, which is super funny. And he's a super fun, talented, um, guy and he's a great sport. Um, so yeah, just kind of our official apology for that. Um, we're sorry. We we're will sorry. be better. We will. We will be better. Um, this week we're bringing you something that, um, is something we did last year, which people like thought we're doing a romance episode. So we're bringing back some familiar faces and voices that hopefully you guys will be excited to hear. Um, we're gonna be diving into kind of a recap on how their lives have changed since we last talked to them. And then we'll be doing a fun game where we will be building our ideal rom-com. And so without further ado, ado let's hit episode 63 of Here's a Podcast Are You Happy Now, a romance episode. Let's get into it. What's up, everybody? It's Nick. It's Keegs. It's Here's a Podcast Are You Happy Now, your favorite podcast about everything and nothing. We're so thrilled to present you with our romance episode for episode 63, featuring our very romantic, crazy, relatable romance crew, the Notorious K.A.T. and our romance guy, there they are. Oh, we're back. It's been year, a year? Two year, years? Yeah. Seems like centuries. It does. Wow, when you turn the music off, the energy really took a dive. <laughs> it, was an, it was anthemic for a second, and then all of a yeah. sudden, it just quieted down. Yeah, because we all, you know what, then that's what happened to, to our world since we stopped hanging out with the romance crew and since the global pandemic hit. Um, today, we're just trying to, we're going to get an update. We're going to dive into some quarantine romance topics. We're going to build um a special romance rom-com crew but first our notorious kat our wild card you know slinging guns all over the place mm -hmm. what has happened fill us in <clears throat> since we last spoke thanks for having me back by the way um, of course i'm now wifed up <laughs> officially <laughs> <laughs> With a long-standing casual fling, and uh, we are quarantining together. So, take took it from zero to sixty rather quickly, but that but that wasn't that didn't even come on via quarantine. He came home for the holidays too. That was back in December. So. Right, you guys are like a long-term deal now. It's like been yes, it all happened in the end of summer, Labor Day, I would say. 
a classic. Playing the Grand Slam in the Hamptons. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I mean, I have so many questions, but Keegan, do you want to go first? Because this is huge. Yeah. I mean, how did it happen? Like, I think you guys have known each other for a while. Mm-hmm. Friends since college. Friends since college. Better friends probably post-college in the city. Okay. Was there a point um, where you were just like, I think you can correct me if I'm wrong, but the kind of your headspace when we last talked was like, just want to kind of have fun, like do my thing. Did you, was it like a switch that, that flitched, flitched? Um, you know, less so for me, <laughs> I would say. More so we had been hooking up over the summer and uh, he had his own, I think he had a quiet moment to himself and, and laid it out all, laid it all out on the table. A switch that flipped. <laughs> um, so, so there was like a come to Jesus. The, there was totally a come to Jesus, and it was in it. I I noticed it one day. I was like, something feels different, you know. Today I'm feeling some vibes, and I'm getting texts that I wouldn't normally get, and I'm we're making plans that we wouldn't normally make. And uh, he laid it all out there one night late. 2 3 a.m. at Acme. Um, <laughs> this is like, it's sort of like every line you said is a little bit like a line from like a very like EDM pop summer song. Totally. You know, drinking in the Hamptons. And it's like, <laughs> well, you started to get, we went to, to get, Acme and Bones. <laughs> you started to get what I like to, what I like to call, you know, the text that you deserve. And that's a term that Nick and I originated in college when we would get spurned by women and we were just a couple little incels, but you actually, you started getting the text that you deserve. It's so funny. It's so funny because I wasn't, I wasn't craving it. I wasn't craving anything, you know, I wasn't, hadn't been looking for this and I was enjoying it. But he said, you know, I have feelings. I want to throw, I want to lay them out there, see if they're reciprocated you know, falls in your court. And I said, wow, hadn't thought about it. Give me, you know, like, let's, let me spend some time thinking on it and reflecting on it and have been nonstop ever since. I'm torn because on one hand, that's incredible. On the other hand, I feel like I've let enough of myself die that I've (laughs) given up hope that grand romantic gestures work in any way. Um, and this kind of fucks that, that kind of fucks it up a little bit. So I'll talk to him later. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's not your you didn't do it. Yeah. It wasn't your call. I'm trying to figure out a way to work in also a question around how hot this guy is, but I just I can't even figure it out. It's like it's truly you you live sort of a rom com moment. Like friends. Totally, totally Will rom-com. they won't they? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And hot, then, complex is depth. Yep. Yeah, yep. emotional. I, I mean, we, literally weeks prior, somebody said, would you ever, like, get with Adam? And I said, no, I don't, I don't think so. Like, no, he's not into that. And, and yet a and grand romantic. And embrace all the hotness, you know? You yeah. know? Yeah. It just. So how is, how is moving from that into, uh, you guys have been together for a while now, so it's not like it's like, uh, you know, just started dating and got stuck together in, in weeks and weeks of quarantine, but. Um, what's that been like? Has that been fun? Has it been, has it made you see relationships differently? Uh, I think a little bit. And I will also say, luckily, we are both people who don't like appreciate alone time the way that a lot of people do. So neither of us feel stuck and needing space. Thank goodness. Um, we we're doing a lot of 24-7 hanging out before this. So it wasn't such a crazy transition. You know, we share a lot of the same friends. It was easy. Wow, it sounds like everything is perfect. Yeah, I mean, it's not bad. Boo! (laughs) (laughs) That naturally transitions us to uh, recurring guest, Jizz King, who, Jizz King, can you give us us, your romantic status? I think when we last spoke, you had recently... I don't know if we ended up with it on the pod, but you were kind of at the fledgling stages of a romance. Yeah, I guess since the year spoke, I was dating this girl. And, uh, you know, it was really good. It was really good up until when we broke up about three months ago. 
Um, I lost my job. So I'm back to where I was about a year and a half. I may, I hadn't made a lot of progress since we last spoke, but in that year and a half time span, I'm back to where I was. So there's not much to catch up on. Um, <laughs> you deserved one too. Oh, thank you. I, I guess, uh, you know, when we were, you know, I, it's still kind of fresh. It was three months ago. It's still sort of a lot for me, but I was talking to, to Keegan a couple of days ago, kind of telling him, and you know, when you break up with somebody and you have these moments of clarity, you, you admit things to them that you haven't told them before, and this could be good or bad. Um, one of the big admissions that I heard from my girlfriend at the time that she had never told me and she didn't know how to tell me was that she had listened to this podcast. <laughs> Everything I said. <laughs> From the beginning of our relationship, every, everything. She heard it all. She listened. She's a listener. If you're listening now, hey. Um, I think I'll try to pull up some clips just so we, we can get a couple hi- a little highlight reel of... Oh, no. Be, 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 be nice. Can't eat too much. That's my other problem. Like last night too before we had sex, we had Wendy's. And I felt fine because I could handle it. But, like... It was also a lot. Word to the wise. Those of you who can't handle it, like I can. <laughs> Some people can. I still condom come on my foot this morning. Condom come. It's like, you have side cards. Hand, like, put it on my neck. You know what to do now. <laughs> you know, like, I like to be joked. Or yeah. vice versa. Yeah. Right. Um, Wait, so you got laid last night, too? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, the highlight is, is, the highlight was when I was, um, you can say whatever you want. When I was, I was fingering her, yeah. where she grabbed my wrist and like guided me to her, her asshole. Mom, what's up? Time <laughs> <laughs> to stop listening. Hey, mom is keys. She's heard. She's heard it. Yeah, yeah. I think she listened. To, she listened to all of them, right? Like she's heard it all. She brought up lazy eyes. She brought up accidental text on purpose. She oh, brought man. up long shirt. Long trip up to knees, uh, no pants below, look like a boy. She's a listener. She listened. I thought it was funny. Yeah, I mean, first of all, I'll just say shout out to Julie. Thank you for listening. Yeah, That's shout out. Most. We love it. Those are also great, great bits, Jizz King. Uh, I forgot about accident. Well, I remember, obviously, accidental text on purpose. But you're right that there was a real run of, of, uh, of antics in there that she was listening was, to. Can you remind me, was... Was Lazy Eye about her? Uh, no, 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 no. Lazy Eye was. Thank God. Lazy Eye was no. <laughs> but the Thank whole God. part of that was I would with someone with the Lazy Eye. That would not stop me. So. Yeah. No, I mean, again, just impressed by your fortitude because that would have broken me. Mm. Mm. No. Yeah. No. I mean, it was, it was nice. It was like a really nice. It was really nice. Well, I'm it's, super, it's super nice. And it also, I was thinking about it. It's kind of a brilliant move on her part because, like, as you mentioned, she could be listening now. You don't know. She could just like she could be listening to every romance episode we do going forward. And I've like, thought about just... this. What do I say? <laughs> I think, you second. know, you can't. What do I say? <laughs> like kind I don't of really move. Like say, she, but like she bought Headspace. She rented Headspace for eternity. Mm-hmm. She's like an advertiser of ours now. Like we can't, you know. She's she's an integral part of the show. Yeah, and Owen, I'm sorry. Like, we just don't have enough listeners for me to tell someone they can't listen. Other than my mom. <laughs> mom, if you're listening, you are not allowed to listen. Yeah, in fact, I would go as far to say we should continue to beg her to, to please keep listening. Share yes, it with your yes, friends. Yes, we need your – if you want to share it, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We, need, we need the listenership. Not, not that we're desperate, but – Yeah, and if, if your friends, Julie, want to bring on <gasps> people that they're seeing as guests onto the podcast so that then they can confess upon breaking up – that they listen to it and rent headspace for them. I'm also okay with that. Yeah. That's how, that's part of our sponsorship slate. It's heads. You just, you rent headspace for a nominal fee. <laughs> you can buy headspace in us. And we think about you every time we record and it, it sort of, it weighs on us. It makes us sad or happy. <laughs> and we, we don't, we might not talk about you, but that's sort of a payment plan that we have. It's much more emotionally jarring than perhaps uh, bringing you brand awareness. Mm-hmm. That's my marketing question. Yeah, season three of um, of his podcast <laughs> happened. I was much more about emotional bartering than anything else. <laughs> <laughs> That's so dark. 
uh, Jizz King, how did you uh, feel when you heard that? That, you know, like, did, was that like a big, su big surprise? Were you like, oh, shit. No, I was like, that's beautiful. That's so endearing. Uh, it was like a, such a positive. I'm like, oh, man, like, you heard that? And you still liked me? Whoa. It was like, I don't know. I got a lot of feelings about this. And I don't know. Should I use, the, should I use this platform to discuss this? As if she's here? <laughs> this is what I'm like, I haven't talked to her since. Like, I could go into my thought process, but like, I was going to wait. Yeah. Should I just do it now? Well, I mean, you could. You should talk to her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you should talk to her. <laughs> <laughs> Julie, if you're listening, you're welcome. <laughs> you owe me one. I mean, I just want to big up to Keegan on that one because I think that was a real case of putting friendship before content, which is which is not easy to do. Well, I'm in a, I'm just, I'm in a similar spot where I've had these similar things where I'm like, I also recently went through a breakup and it's like, I'm sure there's a lot of feelings I have about it and like maybe some observations, but uh, you know, I've also done the same debate of like, well, you know, I'm not emotionally strong enough to have someone call me out about talking about a breakup on podcasts and be able to deal with it in a healthy manner. And I live with my mom now. So the ways of dealing with that are more limited, you know, harder to hide alcoholism when you're in the same house. So, you know, yep. call a spade a spade, maybe just, you know, not a good idea for me. And so it's Owen, just, I'm going to treat you the same way. Find the tone. Sorry. Sorry. I'm not funny today. No, it's okay. This gives me like a little bit more insight into the like the Hollywood press junket, you know, when like big celebrities go and they're like, oh, I have to go promote my movie. And like, I go on these podcasts and these interviews and someone's like, so tell, so Brad, like you recently saw Jennifer Aniston. Tell me about that. Not only do they not want to talk about their personal life, but also like, is this really like, is, is this where I want to say that? You know, like, is this where I want to, I, I never really appreciated that. I was kind of like, this is your job. Spill the shit. You know, like I want to hear about it. Get messy because you're an entertainer. But now I sort of, now that I've got these two celebrity friends, Keegan and Jizz King, it's nice, you know, I feel a different yeah. way about it. Jizz King, maybe for next time, you and I should write press statements about our breakups for the pod. Um, no, I mean, I mean, I think we can talk about, because you and I talked for a while about some general breakup themes that are funny. I think we can talk about those because I think those are like things that like not necessarily like with my last breakup that I felt, but I think in previous breakups, I definitely have. One thing in particular we talked about was, it's kind of ironic, is you inevitably, when you're in a relationship for a while, you idealize things about single life. And that might not necessarily be like hooking up with a ton of people, but it might, it might, but it also could just involve things like, yeah, I'm going to go out until 4am and just not having to like tell someone kind of freewheeling, like I'm my own person. and like, I can do my own thing and being single is super fun. And like, I don't have to answer to anyone. And then obviously when you actually, if you end up ending a relationship, what single life is actually like is totally like you've romanticized it to such a degree, even though when you were thinking about it, you're like, no, but I'm not going to romanticize it this time. Like I'm remembering that it also stinks, but I'm also only going to focus on these fun parts. Um, and I think in the position that you and I are in right now, uh, just King is that like, man, it sucks way more than all of those other times. Like we're at the extreme of single life where it's like, you had someone to talk to and now, you know, you got four walls, maybe a doting okay. mother. It's oh, too much. Uh, I think it's double-edged <laughs> though. I must say like in the sense of like, I also think that when you're single, you also like, uh, what's the word for it? You romanticize being in a relationship. Like, yeah, this sucks. Like I love to be dating somebody right now because I'm bored as fuck. But I think that like there's, it's both ways. I think that when you're super single, you're just like, oh man, dating somebody is just so easy and fun and good. And you're just fucking all the time and chilling. And like, that's not true either. Unless you're fucking Katie, who's has this magical, mystical thing going on. But, <laughs> but generally, I think that like it, it works both ways. And I think that like I've grown in that sense, at least when you're single, you think you're, like, all your problems are solved if you're dating somebody. That's not true either. Yeah. Yeah. Global pandemic just like isn't as sexy as I think maybe we would have imagined. That's no, something here from not. some people. <laughs> well, and so that brings to the question is like, which of these two, Nick, nailed the timing? Oh, I mean, Katie, for sure. Yeah, no offense. So no offense. <laughs> yeah. But like, right, like, Katie even has it like, like to the calendar year. Perfect. Like, you know, like Labor Day. End of summer. <laughs> it was like, truly like, just, we, we went wild over the summer. And now it's like, it's Labor Day. 
this is a good time for us to put a stake in the ground like the holidays are coming up. It's going to get cold. Perhaps there's going to be a global pandemic early next year. Like this is probably a good time for us to lock it up where, yeah. you know. Perfect, perfect for cuffing season. And then for the pandemic, my apartment, if I were stuck in it, I literally don't have one surface to put a computer on to work. And here, Adam's roommate left in his home so we have a full extra room with a full desk set up we each have our own home offices windows big space it's going yeah. really well that's awesome <laughs> yeah it seems, you. it seems like a leading question key to ask who did it better <laughs> yeah. it's like, well, and i'll and i'll be clear it was because it was <laughs> i'm so sorry and owen i'm in the same boat as you you are we'll recover we we, we sometimes do might not. World might just end. <laughs> this might be it, huh? Yeah, like the royal we might never recover. Oh, jeez. It's okay. No, no, you guys will recover. And I do think, like, there must be some... Well, I was going to ask this question, Owen, because you were talking about the idealizing both ways. Like, do you... Because I think you're totally right, right? Like, there is the, the double-edged sword nature of it. But in terms of like the, the idealizing being single, I can imagine that must be also ratcheting up like crazy. Like how do you guys fantasize about like night one, uh, you know, outdoors ban is lifted. Like, yeah, yes. well, I just don't want to be in Vermont when it happens, you know, like, <laughs> like, Oh wow. Yeah. Norwich Vermont will go fucking crazy. <laughs> like, you know, everyone might go maypole dancing, but like I would rather be in, anywhere else in the world <laughs> yeah i guess being stuck you know, in your home like in your my mom just home. asked me she was like if you'd be stuck somewhere for a year because it looks like she might be moving and so i kind of have this choice of like well i can either stay in vermont with my dad or like move, help my mom move to colorado it's a small like mountain town and it's like would you where would you rather be stuck be for a year you're gonna be dead like i neither <laughs> of those like if we're having like liberation day and i miss it liberation day is a really funny way to call that it's That's gonna really be insane. Funny. It's and yes. So to answer your question, I am idealizing it. It's probably gonna be the same as every other night. Yes. Like, I likely get so drunk immediately that I don't make it. Very similar to Jock Jams 2013. Yes. Like Never forget earlier. Jock Jams 2013. <laughs> I left you behind. Scenario. I left you behind, and I'm sorry. I left him under a tree. <laughs> he was tree. safe there. Katie, Keeps, probably do you have any coals we in the so fire? Psyched. Sorry. Would you say on? Do you have any coals in the fire? Do I have any coals in the fire? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so many. The milkmaid, you know, the, the girl <laughs> who milks the cows. Um, no, <laughs> there's a fun going on. Miracles. No, I mean, it's I, as we were talking about, like, you know, I, I just moved from Austin. and it, I think, like, I was in a distance relationship. And so I think there were parts of it where I was like, well, like, I haven't really made that many friends here. A lot of because, like, I moved there. There were a couple of reasons where one, I, like, moved there to train for rugby and, like, work at a job. And it ended up that, that isn't, like, the genetic makeup of a super fun year but also like i think when you move somewhere and you have you're in a serious relationship like i think there are ways to deal with that well and i don't think i did and so i think i was i went out once in my time in austin for like oh, for a wedding so it was like i had a pretty boring year that was like i did that to myself and i think there definitely was a part of it where i was like i've been in austin single and for like what i want where i'm like an emotionally stunted hurt by my own actions person who just can only do something casual right now Austin seemed like a pretty fun place to be um and so I was idealizing it in that way and then to move back to Vermont and be like well you know that's rough who knows what happens you put it that but, way that sucks yeah well it just so I guess my thought was <laughs> like, ready to I had irons in a fire of like <laughs> well finally you know done what? it like maybe yeah. not now in like February late February but like I don't yeah. know in May summer's coming spring is coming months here summer yeah like i'll go see some shows and you know you were looking forward to that that's yeah some, that's a real disappointment you're kind of i mean, looking forward to i think yeah i was looking i was of like i'm excited yeah. to actually kind of be able to go crazy in the city kind of in any way you know mm. but you know now you know i just filled out a doodle poll for what i want for dinner <laughs> I think we should start a new segment called That's Some Real Disappointment. <laughs> That's some real disappointment, man. That's some real disappointment. Yeah, it's like a 20-item, 25-item doodle quiz. 
listeners, hashtag your hashtag real disappointment. So we can follow you and hear yours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Please DM us. Here's a podcast for you. Happy now. No pause free. No question mark on Instagram. Thank you. Send in your real disappointment. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, but what about you, Owen? I mean, because for my case, it like just doesn't make sense for me to like be on an app. Like being on an app and just like texting back and forth and like, I don't know. They, it goes against every like instinct I have with dating apps. So I just was like in Vermont, like probably family friends with the person or cousins. So I'm not interested in that. But like, what about you? Are you are you in the apps? Do you have irons in the fire for Liberation Day? This is not a time. It's annoying if you're going to be texting somebody who you haven't met or you've never really had a thing with just for now because you're bored with the prospect of when this will be lifted, you might get a drink together. So no, I am not in that way. It's like, well, you don't know it. I mean, that's annoying. Do I have coals in the fire? Always. But... <laughs> but <laughs> I will stop. I will die if I don't. But no, I'm not like, no, no, I'm the ass. Like I don't, I don't need that. I also feel like I'm doing nothing all day. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm thinking about this and I'm incorrect, but my feeling with that is like you'd have an iron in the fire, you'd like build this up, and then Liberation Day would come around and you'd be like, oh, wait, I can just go to bars and like meet other people. I'm just gonna do that instead. You know, like suddenly, are high then. Yeah. like we, we were never talking about of like, well, nice. It wouldn't just be nice to have someone to talk to right now. That's kind of what, you know, the iron of the fire would be. And then suddenly you'd be like, oh, I just meet everybody at once and I don't have to, whatever, your old news, you know? Mm-hmm. Katie, anything to add? I was just going to say, I feel like I have a couple of friends who are texting for the sake of texting and they're having fun. Yeah. I mean, it is easy for me to shit on it and then also be like, that'd be nice. What kind of fun? <laughs> Are these guys they fucked up with before, or are these just like guys who like they seem to want to? A little bit of both, but one of the more interesting anecdotes I've heard is just people that are being matching on Hinge and now chatting every day about everything, like a living significant other, you know, but have uh, never met before, just to have something to do, I guess. It's, it's, it's so weird to me because you don't know that person, and I was like this whole mm-hmm. thing, and I get that there's like this like you're texting and stuff, but I don't know. It's, it's going to lead to so person. much drama. I'm probably going to lead to so much drama. I am curious though. Are people like, are they like FaceTime sexing or like nudes and stuff? Or no, not really about that. I guess some. Hmm. I've heard both. Hmm. Are they breaking any, is there like a lot of temptation to break the rules to be like, you know what, like this person says they've been quarantined for two weeks. I have like. It's probably not that I big think, of a risk. No, I think I think most of the people that I know that are doing this are stuck at home with their families uh, and out of, outside of the city. Got it. I don't know that many people left in the city alone. In they the all left. Themselves. We were all too afraid to be at our houses alone yeah. during this time. <laughs> <laughs> it's only couples left in the city. But. I want to move on, Katie. Can we talk? <laughs> can we talk about the pros of like what's been going on for you? I feel like you're having a sexy quarantine. I mean, it, yeah, it's great. I feel self-conscious talking about it no, in no, no, a room no. full yeah. of that makes unhappiness. Sense. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. I, mean, I was just like, yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Not me. I thought you meant like you felt bad about us because we feel bad, but like, don't feel bad about that. Um, a little. I don't know. No, it's really fun. We're cooking, and you know, didn't didn't have to do. Uh, you don't have to learn so much. N- new information about one another because we've known each other for so long know each other very well already um do you guys say you love you to each other yo for those of you listening she nodded (laughs) (laughs) and everybody smiled (laughs) (laughs) it's good it's good radio (laughs) (laughs) um yep i don't know i mean different and unexpected but but very happy, pleasant and charming and happy and fun. And the sexiness lives on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wow. Praise be. I still take I still take pictures of him with his shirt off all the time. Send those over here when you get a second. What a world that must be, you know? <laughs> yeah. Put that on Instagram for us. Katie, I'm glad for your for some good news in these uh, strange and uncertain times. Thank for you. Me. I really appreciate yeah. the support. 
I guess, Nick, do you, because I guess Owen and I have, you know, commiserated, are you, you are also living with your significant other. So do, yeah, are your observations def- similar to Katie? They are. I'm definitely on the Katie's side of things. Um, you know, I think we've been together for a, for a while now. So it's like, and I think the other thing that I've realized in general is that like, I'm sort of, I'm a little bit of a homebody, more of a homebody than I thought. It's like, we just have this great space and we cook and we, you know, watch things. And like, there are the occasional moments where it's Saturday night and we're like, God damn, I wish you could go do something. But it's a lot easier than I think, you know, the alternative, what the alternative would have been for me. So that's been great. Um, And the question, the thing that you said, Katie, that made me think was when you're like, yeah, there's like not a lot of new information to learn. But then when you do learn something new, it's so fucking funny and surprising. Like I just learned totally. that like Lena, Lena didn't eat like red meat for a little while as a high schooler or something like that. And I was just like, ha, who knew? <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> like, like it's like a piece of yeah. news. It's like, ah, my God. Totally. Your totally. brain is it's just different. starving for new information on Amazon. Yeah, I've, I've noticed that, that when I catch up with friends on Zoom and, and we have, we schedule chats, you know, it's like, okay, catch, catch me up in the last three weeks. And then we, everybody leaves saying, great, let's do this every week. But one week later, I have no new information to share, you know? So I had, I did have one development this week. We, we clap out the window at seven o'clock every night. And then we, there's a couple neighbors that now we recognize. There's like slight acknowledgements, but not really friendships made yet. But now we have one directly across the street is a couple and they have two cats and they hold their cats out the windows and we <laughs> wave at each other every night. <laughs> Katie's living a goddamn New Yorker short story about love. I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, do you think one day they're going to throw the cat just like as a sacrifice? You know, oh, like trending very closely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was like, that was, like the most exciting development in a couple of weeks. <laughs> oh, we got a wave. <laughs> Keys, do you want to intro us into the next? Should we move? Yeah, hell yeah, let's do it. So what we're doing this week, uh, our uh, co-host Nick did, had an awesome idea, which is basically in the spirit of NFL Draft Week, where we have multiple franchises building the future of their franchise, their ideal team over Zoom. We are going to over Zoom build the cast of our ideal rom-com. Um, the way this game is going to work is that each participant is going to pick a uh, two love interests, and uh, each one of them will be allotted one goofy or whatever best friend. Um, then you get to choose the villain, and then you have one big star-studded cameo. Oh, you have to give context for each uh, character. So, for example, I used this example before with our participants, but if, you know, I, for my best friend, I would say, and I'm casting Dax Shepard as his character uh, from Without a Paddle, um, just so we have some context. And then we're going to, we have a graphic organizer that Nick put together and we're going to have people vote on these throughout the week. How really does my Meg Ryan, house. my Meg Ryan draft 2020 graphic Looks really good. Yet. I don't think we're going to get sued for this one, which is great. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's just <laughs> it's any awesome. picture. Yeah, Meg, Ryan, Meg Ryan, her eyes are just, wow. Beautiful yeah. eyes. Um, so the way we're going to, oh, sorry. Yeah. Nothing. Just going to talk about Meg Ryan. You go for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, do our participants have any questions about how this draft is going to work. You can recycle characters. So if one person chooses Dak Shepard from that a ship, uh, paddle, someone else can also choose them. Um, if you have a problem with that, hit us up at here's a podcast. You're happy now. No apostrophe, no question mark at Instagram and like, and subscribe. We'll probably share this stuff out too, because you know, we talked about cereal last week and we got a whole lot of engagement. And I think this is something that people are going to feel strongly about. Absolutely. Um, should we move to the first pick? Yeah, I think uh, who's got first pick? I want to give it to Katie. Yeah, I think we, I think our order is going to go Katie, Owen, Nick. Do you want to go third or fourth? Sure, I can go. I'm happy to go third. Do you want a fat cleanup? Sure. Um, and I'm going to fill in okay, pictures so, of the people. Great. Am I picking both leading lady and man? If just one. I'm going with. Okay, a hundred percent Emma Stone. Um. That'd and like I'm going to say crazy, stupid love, although I would also take her from La La Land. She is my all-time favorite rom-com heroine. That's a great choice. I love her so much. I'd put her next to anybody. And you Very consider you consider La La Land a rom-com? I don't know. I guess not, and that's why I said crazy, stupid love. Mm-hmm. Should note that I think 
you are allowed to choose a character with context from any movie. I agree. I'm happy so with don't, that either. So don't so be let's... self-conscious. If you want a more okay. serious Emma Stone, you can choose one. No, um, let's go with the crazy super buff. You know, if you want Jules from Superbad, that's fine too. Yep. Oh Good man, choice, this is going super slow. Great choice, Katie. This is the obvious choice. All right. I disagree Owen. that's an obvious choice. I think it's a good choice, though. All right. I'm Owen. sorry. I apologize, Katie. Just King, your choice. Your pick. All right. I'm between two leading ladies right now. Um, the first one is Minnie Driver from Goodwill Hunting. It's been on Showtime Ooh. this entire like month, and it's been great. And she's she's like an all-time fall in love with her movie uh, lady in that movie. And then also, because uh, I was in the rom-com thought, and thinking about it, and also watching the alternative movie channels, like I was saying. And the female lead from My Big Fat Greek Wedding, we forget about her, because, like, she's in that one movie, but she was really good. That's true. That's a great choice. That's a movie I need to um, watch, also. I'm gonna, I mean, like, Mini Driver is in that movie, and Google Hunting is amazing. I don't know. What do you guys think? Not our draft. I like My Big Fat Greek Wedding. I think that was fun. Yeah. Okay. I don't know her name. Okay. We looked at my big fat Greek wedding. Cool. I mean, I'm interested that I'm, I'm actually surprised that no one took my, my choice, um, which is Kate Hudson, uh, how to lose a guy in 10 days. An all time. Great. An all time. Great. That's like, and I, I'm going to be spoiling maybe your next pick, but her and Matthew McConaughey, it's like Jordan and Pippen. Like oh, they're just like, they fucking defined the game. It's mm-hmm. unreal. That's funny. That's how I Either feel about one of them Emma could be Jordan and Ryan Gosling. True. They have a ton of, um, a ton of chemistry. Yeah. It's not who I chose more... my leading, leading man, though. It's a great pick. Uh, That's also a great movie for her. Like, you know, as opposed to like Sahara or another one, like she's great in How to Lose a Guy from 10 Days. One of the great um, character names of all time, in my opinion, too, Andy Anderson. She's just a fashion journalist <laughs> who wants a little bit more, you know? You could easily <laughs> pick that entire cast and have it just be an ideal rom-com. Like, from leading people down through Best Friends, it's just a great movie. It's a great movie. One of the funniest details of that movie is that he's from Staten. He's supposed to be from Staten Island, right? Isn't there, like, a whole, like, he, they ride on his motorcycle to Staten Island, and that's where she, like, meets his fun family? <laughs> they love paintball. Why, I remember that. Yeah, why Staten Island? I have no, I love it. Great movie. And one of the best portrayals of the advertising industry ever, where it's like, he's just an ad exec. He throws his feet up and he's like, what do women want? Diamonds. (laughs) What are diamonds? Frosty. The tagline? Frost yourself. And everyone's like, oh, he did it. Great movie. Keegan, sorry, I'm done with my my rant on this movie. No worries. I'm going to go, I'm going Juno. I'm going Ellen Page from Juno. (laughs) Whoa, weird choice. Charming. It's not essential that she's pregnant. You know, I haven't decided on the exact plot, but she could be. So a maybe pregnant Ellen Page? Yeah, I mean, it's just not, like, I don't think it's essential to her, her character. I don't think it's, you know, and Juno, even though it's, you know, what the movie's about, but just want her personality. Yeah, interesting. That's you know, not she a was a person, I... but she was a person before she got pregnant, Nick. That's true. I just, well, you, you added it as a detail. So maybe in your movie, she'd be pregnant. That might add, <laughs> maybe. you know. Who knows? This will make her, so, yeah. <laughs> It would be different for the genre to have a pregnant uh, romantic lead. Sure. Well, wouldn't you call Juno a rom-com or a dramatic rom-com? It's a little serious for like the strict rom-com. Maybe a dramatic yeah. romance, a drom-com. Yeah. I, just, I feel like the romance part isn't as big. Like Michael Sarah's character is like kind of just, I haven't seen the movie in a while. Yeah, yeah, shut up. But Hold I remember sort of the, the main point being about her having this baby in the family versus her relationship with Michael Sarah. Yeah. But either way, we could argue it all day. Just wait till my next picnic. Yeah, I'm excited. Is it Michael Sarah from Juno? <laughs> <laughs> no. That'd be awesome. <laughs> all right, yeah, should we go? Who is their romantic partner? Okay. Am I first again? Yeah. I'm going with partner with um, Emma is Nick Young, the guy from Crazy Rich Asians. Mm. Because he's fresh, modern, has an accent. He's like a modern Prince Charming. And I think that she would stack up really well against him. I like her like 
flustered with impressive guy performance. Yeah, and he's hot. Yeah, it's a good pick. And he's hot. I'm glad to see some crazy rich Asians, uh, you know, representation in this. My cast is fresh. Yeah. <laughs> Variety reports, crazy rich Asians cast is fresh. <laughs> Jizz King, second pick. I want Ethan Hawke from Before Midnight. You, you've you been recommending these these movies to me, and I was just looking at the cast today, and Ethan Hawke is just, he's great. He's great. Also local say, boy. Yeah, say more. Oh, oh my God. Him. Ethan Hawke. Nick and I saw Ethan Hawke. He lives in Borum Hill, Brooklyn. And we saw him at a restaurant not that long ago. And he's just like the dad you want to be so much. Like he's so cool with his beautiful daughters on a Sunday getting brunch. I don't know. He's just like a cool 50-year-old man doing his thing. Married married to his babysitter and divorced him with Thurman, which is awful. But other than that, like, great guy. <laughs> yeah, he really, we saw him and it was just like, first of all, we were pathetic. Like, we both got super starstruck super hard. Mm-hmm. And sec- yeah, he's just like, he wears the clothes where if you saw another dad wear them, you'd be like, oh, what a fucking tryhard. Like, he's trying to like be this Brooklyn guy. He's got the gray beard. He's wearing the flannel and the hat and like, yeah, everyone wears it. Ethan Hawke wore it. And it's like, oh, he invented that. It looks so yeah. good. It looks so right. Yeah. Yeah. And then before midnight, if that's the one where he's like disillusioned with love a little bit. It's good. Been with, he's been with Julie Delpy for a while. It's great. Yeah, I got to see those movies. Sorry. <laughs> um, no, that's, that's all good. My choice, um, which again, I'm surprised it hasn't been chosen already. It's Heath Ledger from 10 Things I Hate About You. Good pick. Thought about him, but from a different movie. From, yeah. <laughs> As <Dark> the Joker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think him and Ellen Page make a great match. <laughs> it's a good pick. Jared Leto, the Joker, Ellen Page, Juno. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. The next time we could do our worst, our worst rom-com. Yeah. All right, Keegs, your choice. I'm going Michael Sarah from Juno. I feel like that. <laughs> no <laughs> way. I just loved their chemistry in that movie. And Jeez. you're completely right. <laughs> you're com- no, that was legitimately my plan. You're completely <laughs> right that um, the movie really isn't like kind of makes him out to be a little bit of a ditz, and because he is. And um, it has also been a while since I've seen it. I should clear this up. But as I remember it, like, it's much more about her kind of being like, we weren't seeing each other before, like kind of a ditz. And I think at the end, they might kind of give it a chance again. But like, I want to see that. Like, I want to see them with maybe, again, I don't know if she's pregnant in the rom-com I'm doing. You know? She has a crush on Jason Bateman. Her and Jason Bateman are the romantic part. Remember that? Yeah, yeah is Jason. Doucher. Is he the villain <laughs> that you chose? Did you just choose the cast of Juno? No, <laughs> no, no, no. So, you know what we're going to say? We're going to say that... Ellen Page is not pregnant because we need a new movie because people are going to have a tough time equating this to Juno and it's going to be very yeah. different. Ellen Page is not pregnant. I just want to see the romance between like kind of a ditz in Michael Sarah, like a shy little boy and like Ellen Page, who is just a fucking badass. And I just thought their chemistry was lights out in that movie. I want to see, I want to see it. You know, I want to see more of that without fucking Jason Bateman in his douchebag haircut, fucking it all up. Oh, he's great at just being like kind of an asshole, you know? Yeah. Like Jason Bateman just nails like what a like what a asshole white guy's like. Do you guys see that Twitter thread going around that that's like I'm making it? I've noticed that Jason Bateman never accepts a role where he can't roll up his sleeves. He never wears long sleeves. It's always like to here or rolled up. Hmm. It's worth work. And then once you see it, it's like, that's like his character. He's always that guy. Yeah. Three quarter sleeve guy. Well, I think that's kind of like what, it's kind of like a schmuck move. Always having your sleeves rolled up a little bit. And I'm a person who always has my sleeves rolled up a little bit, you know, also because they're too short. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know what it says about us. I also generally have my sleeves rolled up. We're just get it done people. Um, (laughs) Best friend number one. Should we, should we keep the order? the order all right kt uh are there two best friends two best friends yep. 
Yeah, one for okay. each each part part of the couple. That's fine. Only because that's Might traditional rom com fair. We're going like full on the tropes of romantic comedies. There's like always you know conflicting friends. Well, my mom, all my friends are girls. So that's fair. One is Rebel Wilson from How to Be Single. Good pick. Never saw it. Good movie. Uh, awful movie, but very Wesleyan centric. I have seen it. Yeah, with okay. the girl that. But the girl from Fifty Shades of Grey, she's just like one of my least favorite actresses of all time. But Rebel yeah. Wilson is her friend and she's just exactly who I would have wanted in 2014 New York City. She's so funny. So she can be, um, she can be Nick's friend. Instead, you got Sky McGilligan. Would have been a really, <laughs> would have been a really crazy move to pull Rebel Wilson from um, Jojo Rabbit. Oh my gosh, I was thinking about that role today. She was so good. She's so good. I gotta see it. Oh my gosh, that was my favorite movie. Yeah, my favorite movie too. Oh my god. Easy. It's incredible. So good. Fuck you, Nick, for not watching it. I gotta watch it. Owen, who's your friend pick? I'm ashamed to say, I guess this is the hardest. This is the hardest for me. I, I, you know, it's just gonna seem like a cop out. Like, I thought Kristen Wiig in, uh, one the one movie she was in the bridesmaid it's made great pick great, great like pick. I, it felt like a cop-out but like she was just so good at that she's a great, best friend great looking out for her friend okay thanks guys that's <laughs> a great pick i would never have thought of that here how do you spell it? whose friend whose friend two eyes two eyes oh, two eyes one g can we oh, different can we can we make um put some emphasis on whose friend is who nick so rebel wilson is friends best friends with nick young who mm-hmm. is chris uh kristen wiggs best friend oh Greek wedding. Okay, I'm gonna go with my male friend for because uh, it's got to be because only men and men can be friends. So I'm going with yeah. uh, Jack Black High Fidelity. Ooh, good one. Dude, uh, I was debating Jack Black High Fidelity. Great pick, Nick. Thank you. It's his, it's you know I love Jack Black. I <sighs> really love Jack Black, and I think it's like one of his earliest roles, and it's maybe his best role. He's just Here's a question himself. though. Here's a question though. How much of his role in that is made by his last scene? Oh, a ton of it. Although he has got some great, great No doubt. All the way but are you going to have yeah, a similar scene where he just, he's suddenly, he is yeah. amazing? I'm going to spoil it. If you haven't seen where, High Fidelity, shame on you. Where he was, they were going to be Sonic Death Monkey, but tonight they're Barry Jive in the F-10-5 and he's saying sexual healing. Yeah, that's like a must, yeah. Yeah. must watch scene. Yeah. And that's why oh, he's God. number one. That's why he's number one. Um, I Good love pick. Jack Black. Keys, Good who's pick. your best friend number one? I'm going with Ellen Page's best friend first. It is Melissa McCarthy from Bridesmaids. That's a great choice. More Bridesmaids. Wow. You've got, you just, you need my thought process with this because everyone wonders is like, you've got Ellen Page as like, I'm doing my thing. Like that's who I am. Right. You need someone who is just that, but like encourages that with her own actions to the nth degree. And that's Melissa McCarthy. Like she's just the overboard friend who die for, she'll die for Ellen Page, you know? And it's just her, her cahoots. She's got cahoots. She's crazy. How can Ellen Page trust her? Nobody knows because she only has eyes for her. What was that? What was the other movie that was like Bridesmaids only because it was an all female cast and it was a bachelorette party? Rough night. Kristen. Rough night. That movie was funny. There were some funny characters in that too. Girls Trip. I was yeah. gonna say Girls no. Trip. I almost chose a Girls Trip character. Mm-hmm. Girls Trip is a funny movie. It's great. Um, and that leads us to the next best friend too. Okay, I'm going uh, no slightly less traditional on this one. But did you guys all see the show Sex Education? Yes, I didn't. You know. Oh my gosh, it's so good. You know Amy with the big teeth? Yeah, she's hilarious. I want her to be um, Emma Stone's best friend. That's a great choice. She would be a really good rom-com character. Yeah. That whole cast is so good. I don't know why. I'm, I, think I'm, I think it's A-I-M-E-E. And I only I say that, that because I, I watch it with subtitles and I think that that's how they spell it. Yeah, you have to. They're, they're so English. <laughs> Um, that's a great show. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, great show. <laughs> Sorry. Not your fault. Owen, who's your next friend? All right, so I had a few for this, the male best friend. 
Um, I'm gonna roll through them and then pick mine. Uh, the first is the most obvious, and that's Vince Vaughn from Swingers. Like that's the first thing to come to mind. Like great male oh, best friend. I didn't friend. think about it. Uh, yeah, pick. but just an easy one. Then I had seen Call of the Wild with Harrison Ford before the pandemic went down. That was with the uh, the dog, Buck the dog. And kind of a dog is a best friend. Like what is yeah. not man's best friend except for Buck the dog from Call of the Wild? That could just, you know. <laughs> so that was one I thought of. And then Jay and Silent Bob from Chasing Amy. Just like you need a friend who's just to tell you like the honest truth, and they come in for those two minutes just to kind of lay it down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's um, amazing. So those are my three. I I don't know if I have a favorite. Uh, do, do you guys have one that stands sure, out? Well, who's your leading man? I think that has to do with it. Who was my leading man? <laughs> Remember Ethan Hawke. Oh, oh yeah, Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke. <sighs> It'd be between Ethan. Vince Vaughn or Buck. <laughs> If it's Ethan Hawke, I, I sort of see him with a dog more than I see him yeah, with right. Vaughn. All right, let's do Buck from uh, Call of the Wild. <laughs> Pick. <laughs> Why did you see Call of the Wild? Remember all that stretch where just like every day I had off, I just see a movie. I saw yeah. everything from, uh, you know, girl, with, girl, <laughs> from like Emma to. Portrait of Lady on Fire to Sonic. I just saw everything last two months. <laughs> everything. Call of the Wild. Uh, Beanpole. I saw the uh, Irish movie about that woman who sees ghosts. I saw everything. <laughs> I love that you also, like, you saw a lot of really, like, acclaimed art house films and Call of the Wild with Harrison Ford. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, my choice is also from Crazy Rich Asians. Um, and it's Aquafina's character. Just because I think Aquafina is fucking hilarious. I don't know how to spell it though. There it is. Did you guys see that movie? No, I didn't see it. No. Oh. I don't like, I don't like that movie. Who, you don't like uh, a W. Who, who's, no. whose friend is she, Nick? In your we, it, Oh, she. Wait, where am I missing a W? Oh, between Aqua. That's it. Uh, my spelling is off today. She is friends with Kate Hudson, and they've got like a fun, you know, like she's she's really wild, and Kate Hudson's like a little crazy, but like she's you know a career woman. She wants to be a journalist, but like not about fashion or about mm. these things. She wants to be about about real global things. And Aquafina is like the rich friend who you know gets them into a lot of trouble, like she is in, in Crazy Rich Asians. You know, she can do anything she wants. She's so rich, but she's also grounded and down to earth. And at the end, she's going to hit you with some real moral that you didn't know she was capable of because she's supposed to just be comic relief. That's sort of the Aquafina sweet spot to me. I mean, you clearly thought a lot about it, so I'll give you a good pick on that one. Yeah, and have you guys seen The Farewell? Uh, I want to see The Farewell, but I haven't seen it. She's, she's great, man. Good, really good movie. Yeah, good movie. All right, who's your choice, Keegan? I'm going uh, Paul Bettany from A Knight's Tale to be Michael Sarah's best friend. <laughs> Great choice. And <laughs> I chose this for a couple of reasons. Um, again, Michael Sarah is like, I think, you know, in Juno and in most of his movies, his sweet spot is kind of like this kind of reserved, like a little bit shy, kind of awkward in his own shoes guy. Um, and I think in this dynamic that I have, he'll definitely be in that because I want Ellen Page to kind of be this kind of superimposing personality that he has to vibe with. That character needs like a strong intellectual role model that's like, I don't think he, someone super crass would vibe with him that much, like couldn't have a Jonah Hill dynamic. Um, I thought about Philip Seymour Hoffman in that role um, from Along Came Polly, but at that point in the duel between best friends, you have Philip Seymour Hoffman and Melissa McCarthy, who although that would be a fucking dynamic duo, like they're just gonna outcrass each other and like they're just gonna completely overshadow our main cast members. I mm -hmm. would pay to see Paul Bettany and Melissa McCarthy go at it. You've got super crass, crazy. You've got intellectual Joffrey Chaucer. Um, I've debated whether my movie would then have to take place in the middle medieval ages. Um, I've decided for reasons that will come later in my draft that it probably would take place in an urban environment, maybe New York, um, maybe Boston, I'm not sure, but it kind of a more urban environment so that we could explain um, wouldn't have to explain why Paul, a British guy, is like in a rural town in Indiana. Mm -hmm. He also as, as he also has a history. He in Knight's Tale, he he does a great job, kind of across from a super crass character in uh, Watts' character played by Alan Tudyk, who also was uh, was on the short list for Best Friend Man. Um, 
So he's got the, he's got the acting chops for it. That's an airtight argument. Villains. This is the one I'm probably most excited about. And I'm was nervous the about my I villain. I think I thought small on villain. I didn't think of like the big bad guy. That's but okay. As a main character, as a main character, I have two options. One, more traditional, because Double Earth Prada is on my mind. I loved Emily Blunt in that movie because she's a hateable character but a lovable actress, which made for something like sweet. And then the other one that I kind of love is, did you guys watch Too Hot to Handle? Yes. I am obsessed with Haley from Too Hot to Handle. Just the mean, mean blonde girl with not one nice thing to say about anybody. Oh, the one who gets kicked off because she goes on record and is like, these people are all idiots. And then they play it for everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I kind of love her as a character because she just brings no value. Yeah, she was. So, she did nothing for that show. But maybe I'll go Emily Blunt just because because you guys know her and not everybody knows. No, I I, I think you go with the one you want because I was going to give you credit. I think you've got a very like current roster, mm-hmm. which fresh. speaks to like it's fresh. Yeah, it's fresh as shit. So I'm going to give you credit for that. I say go Haley to have the handle. Okay, cool. Good pick. I'm not sure what her story arc is going to be yet, but she is me. Yeah. Like everybody in the world has just rewatched, finished rewatching The Office for the second or fourth time. So like we all have had time to watch Two Out the Handle. It's not, it's not on you for us, you know, not having <laughs> watched it. Owen. Again, I have a lot of ideas. I don't want to know if I want to run through them because I want to step on anyone else's toes. Uh, the bad guy from Titanic. The guy who oh, wants to look like yes, oh, fucking Billy, Billy Zane. <laughs> yes, Billy, yeah, yeah. Billy Zane. Does he have a gun yeah. in your movie? <laughs> it's still yeah, yeah. Like, what do you I mean, gun like on the he... Titanic for? <laughs> he wants to marry Rose, but then like he just obviously doesn't care, and you know survives. That guy's a piece of shit. <laughs> in the words of Hansel from Zoolander, listen to your friend Billy Zane. He's a cool guy. <laughs> the I only just, reason I know him. I just remember him like in Titanic, like. He had what seemed like the most physical, like visceral, like battle with the ship, you know? <laughs> it just seemed like everyone else was trying to get out of a ship and like Billy Zane was actively fighting it, like as it was going. You know, he was like slamming into the banister. Like, you know, is he die when it splits in half? I don't remember. But it just <laughs> no, like, survives. I just couldn't ever get over the fact that he had a gun on a Titanic. Yeah, yeah. You never know. That's a, that's a, it's pre 9 11. You bring anything on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> um, then I was thinking Amanda Peet from Saving Silverman. I know oh, it's, like wow. it's on Comedy Central all the time. But she ends up being a good guy, sort of, but like that's a good one. Saving Silverman is a f- feel bad movie. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Doesn't that, isn't it age terribly? That's what I mean. Like it feels like it's not of this time. It's yeah. just not gonna play. That's a hilarious pick, choice. Yeah, so it's really those two. I don't want to. The other ones are obvious. I think somebody else might mention them. I don't want to step on else's toes. Do it. Well, there's, there's, there's the obvious ones. There's like Hank Azaria from Long Came Polity, which is a great character. It's a great villain. I know one's yeah. thinking about that. You know. That's that's not obvious. I think I didn't think about that at all. He's great. Because <laughs> yeah. oh, also yeah, like yeah, that's a really scuba. Scuba. Who are you choosing? Really, I think I want to go with I want to go with Hank Azaria from Long Came Polity. Yeah, live your truth, Owen. So live your truth. But the guy from Titanic is, is like so funny. He also, know, Hank Azaria nails that, like, he's a bad person and he wrongs the main character, but you just like him so much that you don't, like, really care. He's an underrated like, maybe, actor. Maybe your first, yeah, he's incredible. Maybe your first, like, in Birdcage, he's so fucking good in Birdcage. Nick, what you got? Uh, mine is the guy, I don't know the actor's name. I had to look up the actor's name, but he's, it's a, uh, it's like Katie's. It's like a little more of like a, he's not like a really big bad guy. And I actually think people like him in a lot of cases, but it's the guy who holds up the signs in Love Actually. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Mark. Is Rick in The Walking name. Dead. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's, he's such trying a, to he's steal like, his best friend's wife. It's pretty bad. Yeah. Quiet, bad guy. Yeah. Yeah, right? Like, yeah. And well, I like, he's also know, kind of like a retrospective villain. Right, which is like... Like, I don't think many people watching... I don't want to shit on your pick. I don't think many people no. watching it think he's a bad guy, like, the first time they watch Love, actually. That's sort of what I was going for. Is like, in my movie, I want it to be sort of like a... Look, he's a character that you can understand and sympathize with, but in the end, his actions are actually pretty damning, you know? 
like maybe it's something that someone wouldn't make a mistake and do and but you think about it he's filming his best friend's wedding video and just like zooming in on the wife and then he goes on christmas and holds up the signs like oh, that's yeah. really low heart-wrenching that's really low to do your friend doesn't she run out and kiss him i mean it's Kira knightley you know i love her get better friends get better friends and that's what that's why mark isn't is an asshole no i mean you like know? mark you get a friend that's not going to marry Kira knightley oh fair get worse friends yeah get no no he should get better friends i guess fair <laughs> It's clear who Either I side way. with. <laughs> I side he's, with the creep. Yeah. He's, he's <laughs> I side with everyone who since 2015 hates this guy. <laughs> yeah, he's going to... <laughs> good pick. That's a good pick. It's just, it's, he does not dirty. Who's your choice? He does. Um, so I think the villain, you really have to keep in mind your main character. So I could have gone in two directions. On one hand, I love uh, picking Rufus Sewell from Night's Tale because I think just viscerally, he's just like such a hate worthy character but kind of cheap i already have my knight's tail pick i'm going woody allen as himself <laughs> great choice. Oh, and he's just a creepy old guy and he's going against michael sarah who like doesn't know what to do with woody like creepy old woody woody allen like no one does doesn't know what to do with his humor best Ooh. friend paul bettany you can see paul bettany duel with woody allen you know, talk about him behind his back. You could see Ellen Page tear Woody Allen down. Like, it's just fanfare, you know? Like, great. Choice. Again, so this movie would have to take place in New York. It upsets me that I didn't think to choose R. Kelly or something like that. <laughs> how, is this, how is this still a rom com? Going a very, very different, <laughs> you're going a very different direction with your, with your retrospective villain. <laughs> um, but yeah, Woody Allen, you know, just kind of creep, neurotic douchebag yeah that's a great choice all right last last draft pick i'm excited for this celebrity okay, cameos I ha i'm having a last minute change of heart because i, w I just want to give a shout out to john cena in um uh train wreck because yeah, i love so him he, oh, I, he's just so charming but i think for my super fresh rom-com i'm gonna have dr tony fauci be my big celeb cameo <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Shout out. That's a huge pick. <laughs> That's really like, good. You yeah, know. It's very solid. Someone's going to fall in love with him in his short little cameo. And yeah. I love that for him in my film. <laughs> it's a very good pick. Okay, King. so I, I picked cameos from movies. Like I didn't pick somebody who was, I didn't make them my own cameos. Mm -hmm. So again, I, I have a list here. The first one, again, was like one of the best cameos, the weirdest cameos ever, and that was Matt Damon in Eurotrip, singing Scotty Doesn't Know. Yeah. <laughs> That's a celebrity cameo. <laughs> so that one. Then I was thinking Stan Lee, who's, who's like, who's a celebrity cameo in all Marvel Universe movies? That's and then David Bowie in Zoolander. Um, yeah. Those are the three that I had. And then also Neil Patrick Harris in Held and Kumar, but I wasn't going to use that one. Um, I don't think those I got great this choices. category. I think I should just chose a celebrity cameo I wanted. Uh, I'll, I'll go with David Bowie from Zoolander strictly because Berman always does. I like that. Disqualified, which he says in that movie, <laughs> which is great. <laughs> he does. That's a great choice. Um. Uh, Katie, you you make me want to change mine to Baron Trump, but I'm not going to because I want to. <laughs> I got to stick to my draft board. Um, be first responders, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> a nurse from Mount Sinai Hospital. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. An <laughs> um, but I stuck traditional with my with my very traditional rom com and it, it's uh from the you know, the godmother of all romantic comedies and it's Diane Keaton. Oh, that's great. Gotta okay. have her in a sweater. They're nice. in North they're in New England, so I want mine to be like very playing you know, herself. Playing herself, yeah. I want it to be actually Diane Keaton. I don't want it to be like Family Stone character. I want to be like she comes in. They're like, holy shit, it's Diane Keaton. Love that. And, you know, hmm. Kate Hudson or Heath Ledger go to her for advice, and she has sage advice to give them. But it's also like a little kooky because that's Diane Keaton, you know. Coming off the Woody Allen pick, that's a good also. That's related. Yeah, I was surprised by that. I don't want to. I didn't want to blow my pick when he said Woody Allen. Hmm. Keegs final pick. Uh, my celebrity cameo is going to be Jay Cutler. 
<laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I knew it would be Jake Cutler. It's going to be perfect. Like, I'm just imagining, like, you know, Michael Sarah and Paul Bettany stopping at a bar and Jake Cutler's just sitting at the bar. And Michael Sarah has no idea who Jake Cutler is. You know, I don't know. It's just going to be great. It's, it's perfect. Like, they just won't vibe at all. And that's what it's there for. That's sort of I have Jay no Cutler. idea what's going to happen. Like, Early I just vinegar. have no idea other than the fact that there are going to be sparks. Yeah. You know? That works. That was a good draft. It's, it's only a matter of time before Jay Cutler gets some cameos. Like, I'm surprised that he hasn't. He's such, like, reality TV. He's perfect for it. Like, I'm surprised that they haven't picked him up from some point. It's been like, this guy is, will be fire on the big screen. So Maybe it's next. He's From what I – I don't watch the show, but I see the recaps of what he does on Very Cavaliere. And he's so funny. Yeah, he's like LeBron, but like a real person. So it'll be nice. Just had to, yeah. No one's ever compared them. I was gonna say. People have. <laughs> the great LeBron James, Jay Cutler debate. Yeah. <laughs> ESPN 30 for 30. Yeah, acting chops. <laughs> acting chops. Yeah, I mean, if, if LeBron had type 1 diabetes, maybe, you know, who knows where his direction, his career would have gone. That's fair. Maybe he'd row crew instead. Yeah. Hey, this was episode <laughs> 63 of Here's a Podcast. Are you happy now? We've got, uh, do you want to run? Actually, we are not going to run through our drafts right now. Um, we'll I'll see them. We'll post Instagram. them. Yeah, we'll post them on the Instagram. Huge romance episode. So good to have our romance crew back. Thank you to the notorious KAT and our romance guy, Jizz King, for their Follow me on Twitter. appearances. Happy to hear you guys. Um, happy to have you guys back and hope you join us soon. Shout out to all of our listeners all over the world. Got a text from Dublin this morning. Um, so shout out. We're world, we're worldwide right now. Thank you for your engagement. Um, and keep on tuning in. Nick, here's a podcast. You're happy now. Are you happy now? Nope. Keegan, are you happy now? Nope. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.